This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Live from New York, the show that supports local businesses by spending $33 on lunch. It's first thing first. Today, Travis Kelsey got body slammed, but the Chiefs got the victory. Did the win make Nick more confident in Kansas City? Meanwhile, fresh footage in from Foxborough. That's right, it's the baby goat. He's back. Oh, is his tummy ache better? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's matter right. of fact, oh. he's got the intestines of a champion. <laughs> Why the Patriots are one of three teams playing must-win games already. Ooh. Who are the other two? Mm. Stay tuned. And finally, another goat news. Jordan's 98 Finals jersey sets the memorabilia record, Broussard, over $10 million. Oh, alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilde. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not either. Nick, were you surprised? Uh, well, I mean, listen, Broussard's notoriously cheap. I can't believe he paid that much for it, but it can just go <laughs> in the museum he's building. Nice. You know, good. New Jersey. Come over and wear it. Michael Jordan exhibit. So, yeah. <laughs> but we start. With Kansas City's win. Wasn't a blowout, but you got yourself a W, Nick. Mahomes had two almost interceptions. <laughs> Herbert had a real one that went 99 yards. Basically turned the game. Nick? Yeah. Did last night give you more or less confidence in the Chiefs? Well, of course it gave me more. The Chargers, I believe, are the second best team in football. Okay. The Chiefs didn't play their best game. They were down 10 in the second half. And they were up 10 with 90 seconds left in that game. Sure. Like, we know they have the best quarterback in football. We thought they would probably have an improved defense. But what did the defense do after that opening drive for the Chargers where they drove down the field to go up 10 points? Three and out, three and out, pick six, three and out, six and out. And the six and out was the drive where they hit Herbert enough that I think they cracked a couple of his ribs. So... This team with this quarterback, and it's the toughest division in football, guys, and week two hasn't even started, and everyone's got a loss, except for the Chiefs, of course, who are undefeated, and 2-0, and and now have extra time to rest. And the, did you, were you familiar with the guys catching touchdowns last night? The Watson kid, I got to tell you, not that familiar with his work. Watch the game with Coach Mangini. We're like, hey, that kid went to pin six years ago. Looks awful a lot like Tyree Kill running that little <laughs> okay, seam pass. Like well, he did. I, on that oh, play, wow. he did. Tyreek Tyree complimented Mahomes on the pass because that should have been his touchdown. And so, yeah, listen, I understand they're the Chiefs. And the only way Mahomes is going the, the only way Mahomes is going to get the full credit he deserves is if he can somehow find a way to play himself and almost beat him. Because that's why Josh, Josh Allen gets the credit for almost beating Mahomes and Justin Herbert gets credit for almost beating Mahomes. The best thing Mahomes could do is lose to himself. Then he'll get the credit. But, yeah, I'm a little more confident today because they beat the Chargers. You guys knew I was 18%. I did, the proprietary algorithm told us 18% chance they lose. They didn't lose. So, yeah, I'm more confident, bro. Well, it went just like we all expected. We said it'd be a close game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I said uh, on my radio show, the I couple 7 to 10 Eastern, yep, 7 to 10. Monday through Friday, okay, yep. I said that I would. T- I thought the Chiefs would win, but I would take the Chargers with the points because they were four-and-a-half-point favorites, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it played out just like I expected. Obviously, different individual mm-hmm. things happening. But let me first say this. This is going to be the first objective voice that the audience has because we know when it comes to the Chiefs, Nick's going to sing their praises no matter what. Nick, I go- <laughs> look, I'm, I like the Chiefs, and I love Mahomes. You know that. So I'm with you on that they look, you know, they pulled out a victory. And what yeah. they showed us, Nick, is that they can get it done. All right? They somehow, someway, because they have that great quarterback, they are never out of it. We saw it when they won the Super Bowl, right? We saw it last year in that magical 13 seconds, and we saw it last night. They pull out a game that they got outplayed in. Oh, they got outplayed. By what metric? There was one – well, 
Uh, they the Chargers threw for about a hundred more yards. Does that the include the hundred they threw to the Chiefs? No, it doesn't. Six? It actually doesn't. doesn't. Oh, okay. All right, no, I would they threw for a hundred more yards. <laughs> uh-huh. They they total they had about eighty more yards. They have more first downs. They have more time of possession. Hang the and this isn't this isn't the Chiefs who have these huge plays all the time that, you know, stews the time of possession. They play, you know, Mahomes is taking what the defense gives him, longer drives, things like that. So they outplayed him. It was that one play. That was the difference in the game. One play by Jalen Watson, the 90-yard pick. Now, give the Chiefs credit that Mahomes didn't make the mistake that Herbert made. I, I feel you, and some are going to say, well, others dropped interceptions that Mahomes could have had. Forget that. He didn't make the mistake that Justin Herbert made. That was the game, Nick. Here's a, one more thing that was the game, too. When, when uh, the Chargers offensive linemen, they lost two offensive linemen for the second half. That turned things, too, because the Chiefs got a lot more pressure on Herbert in the second half. Uh, they, just, they, they, got, they got a lot more pressure. Frank White had three quarterback pressures in the second half, none in the first half. That was a big thing, too. So, look, they pulled out a win. I don't think they're – they are what I thought they were. They are a contender. They have a chance to win it. But are they head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC? No. Well, only two. They are what I thought they were. I know that. They, well, only 2-0 team. Oh, I know yeah. that. Really? They just are. Really? They just are. They, they, they <laughs> literally have double the wins of whoever the second best team is. I know that. I just, here's the thing, Wilds. Go. People have decided that the, in order for the Chiefs to get the credit they deserve, they have to look the way they looked four years ago. People have decided they're not allowed to win this way because this Charger team is shutting them down defensively in the second half is a hell of an accomplishment. And being able, by the way, to ha- have your offense function the way it functioned throughout that game, playing a clean game, not turning the ball over, despite the fact that it's all these new pieces against the defense with Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr. is a hell of an accomplishment. But because it's not 50-yard bombs, it was only a 41-yard bomb, I'm sorry. And because it's not two scramble touchdowns, it was only one where he does little sidearm thing people are like ah they don't remind me of the 2018 chiefs enough are they allowed to win close gritty football games yes okay well then i don't are they allowed to on a short week be the come back twice from double digit deficits against a team many people think can go to the super bowl can might have the best quarterback in the division like what i just don't know what standards brew can say that I'm not objective. I feel like I'm the only objective person when it comes to the Chiefs. I judge them the way every other team is judged. Everyone else judges them against a standard of themselves from how the offense looked four years ago. Okay. There's nothing I enjoy more in life than a delicious ice cream sundae and disagreeing with you. They're my two favorites. And if I could combine them on some day after the show, I would just love it. But I'm not going to have ice cream and I'm not going to disagree with you. Here's the problem. We spent the entire offseason debating, ah, you know, Herbert and Mahomes right here. Maybe Herbert's got the edge on Mahomes. He doesn't. Mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the league. And last night you saw it. And yes, Mahomes had a few kind of interceptions. Herbert had a real interception. And that's the one of the reasons... That Justin Herbert, in his career, is 16 and 18, and Patrick Mahomes is 60 and 13. 60 and 13. And I, I, am, I am an unrepentant worshiper of quarterback wins. Unapologetic. <laughs> and people are like, no, no, Wilds. That, you know, that, there's a lot of factors. You're right. There is a lot of factors. One of the factors is a quarterback making the right decision. And when Everett has caught two consecutive passes, and is like me at the bar after having two drinks. Like, hey, I got to go, man. Where's the Uber? <laughs> like, nah, one more, one more. Like, no, man, I don't have it. I want to go. And Herbert looks for him and throws it to him, and it goes the other way. He doesn't even have the energy to, like, even make an attempt at it. Man, that's on Herbert. And Brandon Staley, after the game, says he was asked about it. He said, it was just unlucky what happened. No, it wasn't. It wasn't unlucky at all. It was a bad decision. If Mahomes made that decision, oh he would get ripped. No, but that's and that's where my it's it's, drive, it's 
He's 16-13. I don't look, quarterback wins guy. I, I, we're all with you that Mahomes is the superior quarterback. No, He's the best quarterback in the league. But the but what Wilds just said at the end there about if Mahomes did that, that's where my frustration comes from. And it comes from the entirety of NFL media and the smart folks that cover the league. And Mahomes took the shot at PFF oh, like after that. the game, which was pretty good. And I, I think we sound? have the – I'm saying it again? You have the sound? Well, I think we have the sound. Ooh, love play it. For you Because PFF said he was the eighth best quarterback which, after week one. Here's what he said after the game. It got me. I mean, I don't throw it just straight to guys most most times. And so um, – but got lucky enough that it bounced around, hit the ground, and I was able to get another chance at it. Um, I'm sure PFF will have me a low grade for that, but uh, I'll keep it rolling. <laughs> But I love it. Listen, I love it. here's the thing, and this is what's so frustrating for me, is I watch the, the Thursday night football game, and Josh Allen, who's a great player, Chris Collinsworth, is creating fake stats to help him. Because he, he had 11 straight completions, then he got unlucky on a play, and he's like, you know what? Those should be called NHFs, not his faults. And then I'm watching Mahomes play, who again, whatever benefit of the doubt Josh Allen has earned, mm-hmm. Mahomes has earned Tri- triple fold or, uh, over him. And what I'm hearing is, ooh, maybe it should be a, another new stat. Should have been picked. SBPs. Hey, Mahomes, how many SBPs did he have last night? Like, stop it. Like, those, those <clears throat> things all even out in the wash over the course of the year. Last year, when Mahomes was having the crazy interception numbers early, mm-hmm. we, it, they were, a lot of them were off receivers' hands. And nobody was trying to be like, ah, you know what, it's unfair. What they were saying is the league's figured him out. And it's just... It is crazy to me the level of deference guys who all they have done in this league is put up good numbers and lose to Patrick Mahomes get and the lack of deference that Patrick Mahomes, who all he's done in this league is kick everybody's ass but Tom Brady. That's it. He's just beaten everyone that's come in front of him except for Tom Brady and Joe Burrow last year. And and it's like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's going to look like without Tyreek. And last night, yeah, you came back from another double-digit deficit, but you were outplayed. Were you really the better team? Was Herbert the more impressive player? I think it's crazy. Well, look, I agree with you. You made this statement, I don't know if it was last week or earlier this week, that Mahomes is the most disrespected great player in the league. I agree with you. I buy that. Okay. And PFF, I mean, how they could have him the eighth best quarterback last weekend is ridiculous. So I've complained about NFL.com having him the fifth best quarterback entering the season. So all that's true. But I do think you're overstating it a bit. I mean, I thought Mahomes got praised last night when he scrambled and threw the touchdown to McKinnon. Like, he was getting praised for that scrambling and the sidearm throw. People talking about how he was a great baseball player and stuff. So I, I think that's a bit overstated that no, like nobody's giving him any respect because I thought he got a lot of praise during the game and after the game as well. All I'm saying to you, Nick, look, the Chiefs should be lauded for winning that game last night. Like I said, they found a way to get it done. But you won't tell, you won't agree that they were generally outplayed? No. Doesn't mean they're not as they're not better than the Chargers, but last night the Chargers you talk about a short week. It's a shorter week for the road team. So they they were on the road in Arrowhead and without their best receiver, Keenan Allen. I mean, Mike Williams looked like a freaking Hall of Famer last night. Mm-hmm. But you won't say they were generally outplayed, but the Chiefs found a way to do it like champions no, do. No, what, what I will say is that if you want to say it's a boxing match and through six rounds the Chargers were ahead on points and then the Chiefs knocked them out, fine. But it doesn't mean without the knockout punch they wouldn't have still found a way to win. Because and this is so I'm gonna there's there's two numbers that I saw via Chiefs Twitter that I want to tell you guys about. That it's you because it came up when am I more confident? I am more confident now because not about Mahomes because of the defense because Patrick Mahomes is now. 45-1 and one when his defense doesn't allow more than 27 points. Think about that. That's an impossible stat. It's true. Here's a more impossible one. He, no quarterback – show the double-digit comebacks because this is a who's who mostly of great quarterbacks and no one in the history of the league wins half their games. Brady's the next best ever. 39% of the time when he's down double-digit, he come back, comes back to win. Joe Montana's next best. Seems like pretty important. Patrick Mahomes does it more often than not. He has a higher winning percentage in games he's trailed by 10 than Justin Herbert has in games he's played. 
That's pretty and good. I've got to listen to the fact that there's an argument about who's the best quarterback in the division, about who's the best team in the division, about who's the best quarterback in the conference. It's nonsense. And last night in a game that Justin Herbert threw a pick six to lose it, people were like, oh, man. He might outplay. Patrick could have had five interceptions. Well, he could have, but he had zero. And, and Herbert had one, and it cost him the game. So, I don't know. It just feels, feels like we're, we're kind of moving the goalposts a bit on we're one them particular back. team. I know. We're moving them back now. They were up, or are we moving forward? I'm not sure. What we're uh, we don't know which direction the goalposts are moving, but we're going to get them to a fair place. That's Nick's the most high. important. Nick's you are you, you won. I had to see after a loss. You won. Oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Smile. All right, well, Brady, laugh. Finally Simple. beat the Saints in the regular season. Wasn't on the bar, but that's what we're discussing next. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. We're picking Bears at Packers. Brew, who you got? And by how much? Give me a score, too. I've got the Packers. Uh, I believe. I don't believe everything Aaron Rodgers says, but I believe when he says he owns the Bears. So it's at home, uh, coming off a bad loss for Green Bay. They're going to win by 17. Oh, 17. Yeah. My big goodness. number. 17. I'll say Green Bay by 14. I mean, that's also big. Yeah. Well, they're 10-point favorites. I think At least 14. 14. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the, the heart here and Eberflus. And oh, no. Last, wow. Last year, they hung 27 on him in the first half, and I think it's going to be a surprise, and I'll go uh, Bears 26-24. Wow. 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 That early. would be something. Okay. That's upset alert. Well, it, not according to the format. I just want to—I want to make sure I have that addendum of going with the heart. heart. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> heart here. Asterisk upset alert. For coach. No, no, well, I, I like it. I—I I think they—I think they have a shot. I think they could. I think uh, it's going to be—it's going to be how well they can create those unscripted big plays Ooh. that they're able to do wow. historically. They win that, coach. Fields. Okay. The sky will be falling. I'm going to go with Nick. A uh, Nick's pick. I'm going to go with Nick's pick. Okay. That was too dangerous like for me. It. That was too hot. Out of the box? Yeah, I'm right. not ready for that. And it's not upset alert times. Later in the show. Uh, Fox Bet Super 6 has given away more than $6.5 million to over 80,000 winners. And there are guaranteed winners every week. Download the free-to-play app and enter your picks in the NFL Sunday Challenge. We're on to Buck Saints, both teams 1-0. But Brady, 0-4 against the Saints in the regular season since going to the Bucks. Here's the GOAT on Sunday's game. Take a listen. On offense, defense, special teams, they're too good of a team to think that you can win one phase and win the game. So it's a challenge because they, they're, uh, you know, they're well coached. They put, they're in good position to do well. It's, they have a lot of good players, a lot of guys who have been together, playing together for a long time. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They make you earn everything. Um, you know, every third down is important. Every kicking situation is important. Every third down in the low red area is important. Um, turnovers are important. So. It's a lot of things that lead to winning and losing, and obviously we haven't done a good job of that in the regular season. And, um, no, we're going to have to play a lot better if we expect to win. Okay, Brew, who do you got? Coach, I don't know Brady like you do, but he knows. I saw that he knows that they're in trouble. New, I got New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Look, you mentioned it. Brady hadn't beaten them since he's been in Tampa Bay 0-4. 
This is one of the two teams in his career that he has a losing record against. And the Seattle, he's one and two. They haven't played him a lot. Four and five in his career against New Orleans. We know that they have his number, Tampa Bay's number, whatever it might be. They beat him seven straight times. Uh, I, I got New Orleans in this, and I know last week the defense was not good against Atlanta. All right, They won. They pulled it out. Mm-hmm. But Cordero Patterson ran all over him. But this has been one of the best rush defenses in the league over the last few years. And I think, I'm saying that was an aberration. I'm saying they fixed it. I, I don't think Leonard Fournette can run all over him. I think they have an answer for Brady. And offensively, I mean, they got the dark horse MVP, uh, Jameis Winston, <laughs> right? They got weapons galore. Michael Thomas is back, all right? We all saw it. He's back. Jarvis Landry looked great. I think he's going to look even better this week as the season goes on. Ola Alave, the rookie, Alvin Kamara. I got New Orleans, coach, uh, keeping this thing going. Well, Tom listed 27 things they need to do well, and, and he's <laughs> right in all those areas. But the most important one to me was, was the turnover point that, that he made. And, and this is my concern with New Orleans is – they, they got hot, and Jameis did a bunch of good things, and, and, and they can do that every game. But if they go too extreme and, and put too much of that on his plate, I think that's where you're going to see the, the good and bad that we've seen historically with him. And I have a feeling that they're going to trend more towards throwing the ball and, and taking more chances based off the success they had last week. And that's going to lead to mistakes, and, and that, to me, is what will get Tampa over the edge. Yeah, I, I'd be shocked if New Orleans wins. Shocked? Really? Shocked? How shocked? I would not I'd, be shocked. L- l- they are, Tom Brady and the Bucks struggled against Sean Payton's Saints. You mentioned he has a losing record against the Saints in his career. I, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll tell you this much. He's got a winning record against Dennis Allen, assuming he's played him. And I'm just basing that off the fact that everybody's played Dennis <laughs> Allen really a couple times. really don't like Dennis Allen. No, I don't. It, it, guys, if we had. Hate her. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> It's not, again, if the winningest coaches in NFL history, if we had a full screen of mm-hmm. it, top, the 10 winningest by a percentage basis, you know whose name shows up? Sean Payton. It's like eighth in the last 30 mm-hmm. years. Then we had next full screen that was the losingest coaches in the NFL, NFL history. You know whose name shows up? Dennis Allen. He's 9-28. and 28. He just, you know, with a win this week, he gets big career win number 10 right around career game number 40. Guys. That, so we cannot bake into it that, oh, the Saints have owned them. That was with Sean Payton. It also was with different defensive personnel. Also last year in New Orleans, while the Saints won, Brady threw for 375 and four touchdowns. Now he threw a pick six at the very end to lose the game. So I, I understand that component of it. I do not think that the Saints are going to be able to deal with the Tampa defense. I think Brew makes a good point about the rushing attack, which is the – Atlanta was like running a college-style rushing right, attack because right. Mariota was out there a quarter. It was a lot of weird stuff that seemed to catch the Saints a bit off guard. So I don't think Fournette's going to have that same level of success. But the Bucks' receivers are getting healthier with Evans and Julio both practicing today after all the receivers missing practice yesterday. I don't see how New Orleans can get to 14 points. What? Wow. Now, Wow. I don't see how New Orleans can get to 14 points against this Bucks defense with that offensive so, line, those issues. I can't. I, I, I think that, look, I have respect for the Bucks defense, obviously, and Ty Bowles. But that Cowboys team they played last week, I mean, the offensive line, we know how depleted that is. They don't have, they don't have close to the receivers that New Orleans has. So I, I think they looked a little better than they are last week against Dallas. Yeah, their ability to be explosive, I think, is is pretty high. And their ability to generate points quickly is pretty high. And and I think the the issue is how much they're going to try to to lean on that. And that's where the problems are going to come. They're not going to have problems scoring, especially if they're balanced. And especially if they use, you know, all the different assets that they have. Then, to me, they've got a chance to not only score 14, but, but a lot more than 14. Coach, can I show you Brady's career numbers regular season against, uh, against the Saints? This is when he's with the Bucks, not with the Patriots. He's got eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. He also had a bunch of fumbles. Is there a point where the Saints' defense feels like they have this guy's number? We're like, you know what? We know that we can rattle him. We're not scared of him. We talk about so many people go in. You know, last year, people you intercept Tom Brady, you go and ask for his autograph on the ball. It doesn't feel like the Saints view him as this deity that a lot of the other teams do. 
Yeah, that that could be a big mistake that they make. Each year is so different, and if you go into the game thinking that you have Tom Brady's number, that that's going to be a, a really poor starting point. They they've had success against them, and and for different reasons and in different games. But but to go in thinking that they have it figured out, I I don't think that's the best approach for them. The the Saints were wildly fortunate to win that game last week. It took some head-scratching decisions by Arthur Smith. It took a, a gutsy, mm-hmm. massive field goal by Will Lutz back, you know, after having an injured year last year. And they still were lining up, you know, with Atlanta getting to kick a field goal at the gun to potentially win the game. I, I Everyone is focused about on Brady's struggles against this Saints defense, which isn't even this Saints defense with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson gone or with and with Tyron Matthew, who I love as a leader, but is not the same player he once was, inserted, all those things. I think, it, I think people are missing the boat here. I think that I saw Jameis Winston against an Atlanta front that no one is scared of, sacked almost half a dozen times, and he could have been sacked three more. Some of that was protection breakdowns. Some of that was Jameis being Jameis. I don't know how New Orleans is going to block Block Tampa Bay up front. Wow. And so I just, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay's defense with Todd Bowles, I'm not worried about that. I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to kick their butts. Okay. Speaking of other goats, we're going to move from the real goat to the baby goat. It's Mac Jones back at practice feeling good. This Sunday, a must win for the Patriots. We discuss next. All right. It's no huddle time. Where we do two stories in one segment. First up, Baker headed to New York. Looking for his first win. Giants looking to start 2-0 for the first time since 2016. Also the last time they made the playoffs. I'm going to start with you, Coach. Coach Eric Mangini is here with us. <laughs> what would be more shocking? Baker at 0-2 or the Giants moving to 2-0? Yeah, I, I, first of all, I didn't think Baker at 0-2 would be that, that shocking. Thank you, but Coach. But the Giants at 2-0 to me... Would would be shocking and and in a in a good way. I think that Brian, obviously Brian Dayball, obviously did a, a great job last week. You see, the the uh, effect that he's having not only in the locker room, but they're not committing the the self-inflicted wounds like they have historically. So I I, I see them going two and zero and not shocking at all. Well, listen, I, to me this is an exact tie because they would both be shocking and luckily neither's going to happen. <laughs> the, I, the, the, listen. I'm very happy for Brian Dayball because I consider him, not I consider him, he is a friend of a friend. Coach is my friend, he is a friend, so, I, so I'm happy for him in that regard, and he seems like a really good guy. Hold on. What? You're happy for so, you're the friend of your friend? Yeah. Oh, you consider them? No, I consider Coach a friend. Friend by association. He is friends with Brian Dayball, okay. so I'm happy that Brian Dayball had that moment. Oh, I think nice it disguised, idea. and I think it made people not realize that the Giants have the exact same issue they've had the last four years, which is their starting quarterback is Daniel Jones. And they, Daniel Jones is not starting 2-0. and It's just not happening. Daniel Jones in this football game threw a terrible, terrible interception and had his weekly fumble that he has had every week since he <laughs> left college. And so, no, I do not. I, I, Are you saying there's no way they start 2-0? and No, I'm. Listen, you say it's the NFL, and I understand. Well, I'm not saying. That, yeah, no, I would be shocked if the Giants win this football game. I think Carolina played a far better overall game last week than the Giants did. Both of their games came down to kicks at the end. Carolina, the team they were playing, their guy hit the kick. The Giants, the team they were playing, their guy missed the kick. So one team's 0-1, one team's 1-0. I am interested in seeing Christian McCaffrey, who didn't show up last week, and Saquon Barkley, who was a monster last week, see them go head-to-head, see them on the same field. I like that. But I don't – the Baker and the Panthers across – to me, every aspect of the team, offense, defense, quarterback play, all of it, are the better team. And so, yeah, I expect – I would be very, very, very surprised if Baker starts 0-2 and the Giants start 2-0. Nick, Sunday night, this is going to be Nick. Because <laughs> you're going to be shocked all weekend. I mean, you'd be surprised if New Orleans wins. Yeah. You'd be surprised if Carolina – or the Giants yeah. beat Carolina. The bigger surprise is the Giants, 2-0. and I mean, I never would have thought two weeks ago that they would have beat the Titans. Mm-hmm. I, I never – or that Saquon Barkley would be the best running back on the field in that game. I'm with Coach. It's not surprising that Baker Mayfield is going to be 0-2. I mean, he's, he's, coach, he's, he's been the quarterback for four years. Only one of those years has he had a winning record. Only one of those years has he won more than seven games or more than six games. I know it's not all his fault, but this is what I expected. And – 
I can't wait to see Saquon Barkley against that Carolina defense, which uh, Nick Chubb, who's a great running back in his own right, but the Browns ran all over them. And so Brian I think Barkley will stay with the game. running game. Brian will <laughs> oh, stay right. with the so running game. So it's going to be another big game. Which you'll hate. Which you'll, you'll hate. hate. No, but, I don't want like, do like. No. If, if, listen, if, if I were coaching a team whose quarterback is Daniel Jones, the running back could be Charles Barkley. I'd stick with the running game. It doesn't have to be Saquon Barkley. You got, you know like the, That's two good lines for oh, you. Thanks, In one segment. That was excellent. All right. We're moving on to America's team. That's right, the New England Patriots, and we have new footage of Mac. Oh, he looks great. You sure he looks new- spry. Yeah, he looks great. He had great. He had a little tummy ache yesterday. Sat him down. Then he had a backache. He was okay. Coach, I know there's no such thing as must-win games in Week Two, but if there were, this seems pretty close <laughs> to it for the New England Patriots. Is this a sneaky must-win game for the Patriots? Sneaky no, must-win. No, I, I can't label any of these games a must-win must game, win. but I do think they're going to end up winning, and, cool. and that's that's the the positive of it. And and it's a collection of the parts with New England, and they'll consistently get better. And I know that Nick always comments how they have no stars and they're overpaid, but they, they will continue to to get better because of the collection of the parts. Wilds. Yes. Can I surprise you here? Oh, this would be wonderful. I think they're going to win. Yeah, let's go. I think Why do you even do that? If the, listen, I said before the year, I think the Patriots are a six-win team. If you lose to this Steelers team in this I'm condition, nervous. you're a four-win team. You can't lose this game. The Steelers. It's are, always got to have an asterisk. No, 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 no I'll take what I have an asterisk. Exactly. The Steelers are coming off a five-quarter game. Their best player. T.J. Watt is obviously out for this week. He's out for quite some time. Their running back, who they're going to have to lean on, is going to play, but he got dinged. If you can't win this game... But they did beat a very good team. Who, who beat a very good team? The Pittsburgh, Steelers? Yeah. No, I understand that. Right, but I think it takes a lot out of them. I think I'm always skeptical of the teams coming off the five-quarter games. Not just overtime, but the overtime that goes down to the very end. T.J. Watt was monstrous in that game. Yep. He's out. And I think the Patriots brew are a bad team. I don't think they are the worst team in the league. If you lose to Mitch Trubisky in this spot, it's like with no T.J. Watt, it's like, oh, are they going to be in, you know, in the running for a top four draft pick? I don't think so. So, Wild, I'm supporting you. No, you're not. That's, that's, that's not topic. supporting. Wilds, I'm supporting you. Very backhand. Everything after I think they're going to win. Yeah, it's all down. Yeah, it's brutal. And I think you're going to get it. What's that's the problem? Tell them, Wild, support me If I was me out less. there drowning and, and you, like, come in to save me, but, like, every once in a while, like, I'm here to save you, and you dunk me under the water. Like, it's not helping. Don't worry. We'll get to shore. Dunk me under the water like it. So, Patriots, Patriots, yeah. fellow Patriots fan, Patriots, bro. I'm, oh, it's going to be a royal saving, flush. I'm saving my pick. We'll get to my pick in this game later. Oh. All right. What? But I'm, I'm going to the question wasn't, bro? The question wasn't no. who's going <laughs> to win. You have it now. The question was, is it a must win? Is it a must win? And, okay. and you like this? No. All right, it's not a must-win. First of all, I, I, I'm not expecting anything from them anyway, oh, so gosh. I don't know what a must-win would be for them, but they got Baltimore and Green Bay. Now, Nick will say, if you don't win this game, you could be 1-3 or 0-4 easily. However, after that, if you, I don't know if we can show the schedule. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, the Jets twice, and Indianapolis. No, Those are five to. winnable or six winnable games. Now, I'm not saying they're going to run off six straight wins, but after Green Bay, the schedule lightens up. Drew, you think they could start 0-4 and not be dead? You, I don't think they're making the playoffs regardless. They, they started I'm slowly just, last year and came back and, yeah, and made yeah, the they, playoffs. They can write themselves. September with, traditionally hasn't been very good games. for New England. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, they're not making the playoffs either way. But they could get back to respectability the, the, if they start 0-4. The point that I'm making is, and Wilds, you're the Pats fan. I want your opinion on this, which is those that soft schedule brew just told us about. If they can't beat this Steelers team, then there is no such thing as a soft schedule. Then they are the Steelers. The, are then, never, then the Steelers looking, who beat a good Cincinnati yeah, team is now easy. a terrible team. Guys, no, hold on. Can we let's? Can we know what happened in the Cincinnati game. The Steelers forced five turnovers. It was unbelievable. I think Tomlin's amazing. I think the defense when T.J. Watts out there is excellent. I also think that that team, despite they played five quarters, they had 13 first downs. That Steelers offense. They are now a lesser version of that. If you can't wild, I know you that's why I'm calling. Yes, that's yeah. why this is a no. I don't think it's a You're must. Win. It don't a put must words win. in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> 
Sneaky must win. <laughs> okay, sneaky. It's a sneaky must win. Yeah. Belichick can get in there and be like, guys, this is a sneaky must win game. I'm scared of Lamar. I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers. This not scared for business. Like three games all year that you guys have the best quarterback on the field. Oh, this that's not true. You better win. Not true. Uh, should Nick be excited about the Chiefs win? He should be, but he's not. We discussed next. <laughs> he's upset. Time for afternoon headlines sponsored by Ram Trucks Built to Serve. Chiefs still undefeated. Can't go 20-0 without first going 2-0. Nick, did last night give you more or less confidence in the Kansas City Chiefs? More. And here's why. I, unlike so many of the other members, fickle, more fickle members of the media, (laughs) I'm not concerned about an offense that is quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes and coached by Andy Reid and coordinated by Eric Bieniemy, even if we lose the fastest receiver in the league. I've never been concerned about the Chiefs' offense as long as they have five competent offensive linemen. And now they have an excellent offensive line. So the offensive line was never a question. The question was, what is the defense going to be? And yesterday, after the Chargers sliced them down the field to open the second half, and I sat watching it with Coach and got angrier and angrier at their inability to get off the field, that Chiefs offense against a team that some people says is quarterbacked by, hey, the best young quarterback in football, might win the Super Bowl, might is the favorites in the division. Three and out, three and out, pick six, three and out, six and out, good night. Ten-point deficit to ten-point lead for Kansas City. And the Chiefs are, in Patrick Mahomes' career, 45-1 and one when they hold their opponent under 27. That's insane. And so... I am now more confident, Coach, that the Chiefs have a defense that will consistently hold teams under 27. And since that is a you know not small sample size formula of winning 98% of the, your games, I'm more confident today. You know, I, I did sit and watch the game with Nick yesterday, and I didn't at any point during, especially early in the game and even the halftime and, and early into the third quarter, feel like you were gaining more confidence. Oh, what about when I lied back the game? <laughs> More confident what about when I told team. you they score here, I'm betting them during the game. What about I feel, that? I feel a lot more confident Nick sitting well, here yeah. than when we were sitting <laughs> there. The other interesting thing is I, I don't ever remember anybody giving the stat of, hey, look, if we just hold them to 27, we're good, fellas. Right? If we just hold them to 27. Which is I, unbelievable. You, you really worked hard to get the 27 point, <laughs> 27 point stat. Here's, here's where I have more confidence in Chiefs. Here's what I really liked about the game last night. And this is what I felt about Patrick Mahomes last year is, you can't always be Superman. There's going to be some games where, where you're Clark Kent, and there's some, going to be some games where you just, you've got to rely on everybody else to, to step up, and that's not been the case for Kansas City. If, if Patrick wasn't on, if he wasn't red hot, mm-hmm. then there was going to be major problems. But to see the things that they were able to do defensively and, and really collectively and the way that he's, he's spreading around the ball and, and different guys are, are, are uh, assuming bigger roles, that, to me, gives a lot of confidence in, in what they can do long-term because as he hits those bumps personally where he's no longer, you know, he's not a superhero on that day, it seems like the, the rest of the team can, can carry him, which I, I haven't been able to say o- over the course of time with Kansas City. Mm. All right, I want to talk about Justin Herbert a little bit, too. He took two big hits last night, Broussard. Mm. Had a play where it looked like he had no interest in gaining the first down and just threw the ball, didn't want to slide, didn't want to get hit. You know, ended up making some good throws, stayed in the game. Brew, there's a debate whether or not he should have come out of the game. Would you have taken him out of the game? Yes. Coach, I hated that they kept him in the game. And That's shocking from you. Well, he, but he looked re- like I didn't see Baker on the – I talked about Baker Mayfield playing through injury last year. I didn't see Baker Mayfield in that much pain on the field. The high pain he clearly was in pain. And when on the play, I don't know if we have it, but when he refused to run on third and one, like, and you said it earlier, he didn't want to not only get hit, he didn't want to slide, mm-hmm. okay? I was yell, literally yelling at my TV, get him out of there, get him out of there. Then he throws the 35-yarder to, to yeah. his receiver. They get down to the eight-yard line. And, and part of me is thinking – Okay, maybe, but even then it was not a good chance they had to win. And even if they had pulled it out, 
I, I just think it wasn't worth it, Coach. Like, if he had gotten hit one more good shot and maybe the injury is more severe, mm-hmm. now your whole season's compromised versus just losing one game to the Chiefs. But the game comes down to an onside kick that, that Kansas City <laughs> it, struggled to, to control. They had a chance to recover that onside kick. And, and if they'd gotten it and he had an opportunity to go to, who knows where it would be, but they would have never even gotten to that position if, if he hadn't stayed in. And, and most players playing a game are dealing with some kind of, of pain threshold or, or, or injury or different things. And, and oftentimes those guys, if they can manage it, want to see the game through because of all the work that they've done and, and giving their, their team the best opportunity to, to be successful. You don't want to, be, uh, you don't want to disregard or, or put a guy in a, in a position where he could, he could have a longer-term injury, but there is typically a conversation or if the player's in that position – He'll let you know you, that, that he needs to come up. You can't take him out of that game. Oh, it's not a knee man. injury. It's not a head injury. He, I think he has cracked ribs. I guess they could get more cracked, but they could get anybody could get cracked ribs on any play. Like he he this is this was could have been should have been was going to be his moment, right? They they, they find they have the right team. They added all the t- the weapons in the off season. They added defensively. They did that. They cleaned up the special teams. They think and he was trying to overcome his terrible mistake at the goal line. They're down seven when this happens. There's six minutes left. He is a leading MVP candidate in a game that if they win it changes the math on their entire season. They now can't lose the tiebreaker with Kansas City. They could potentially have the tiebreaker with Kansas City. They would have been up, you know, they would be the undefeated team in the division. It is worth more. That Chiefs game is worth more than their next two games combined if they are truly trying to win the division. And the next few games are the Jags, the Texans, and the Browns where it's like, okay, would I rather give myself the best chance possible to win this game against Kansas City? And then if he has to miss the Jags game, believe that our defense and Chase Daniels has been a backup for a decade, can, we can find a way to win? So, yes. Like, if it were a different team in a different situation, <clears throat> then maybe I'd take him out. But it's a Thursday night. You're going to have more time before the next game. And this is your moment. So what is the, the backup quarterback for? Because Chase Daniel came in there, got a handoff, and then like, all right, you good? See you later. I'm going back to the sideline. To me, it felt like there was zero trust in Chase Daniel, where the gap between Herbert and, and Chase Daniel was like this, yeah. where I think the gap should be, you know, like this. Like, yeah, you know, if you great. can't, if you can't if go, we'll bring in the backup. But he when it's third go. and one, he couldn't go. But, but, but who, who, has, who has that in the NFL, except, you know, you can make the argument with San Francisco, but who has that in but the if NFL I'm, where the, ooh, the star quarterback, the next guy you put in, is going to be but this much different. I don't think it's it was a lack of faith this in Chase different. Daniel. I, I think they thought they could win with Justin Herbert. I just – look, the chances of them winning, and I know, Coach, they almost got the onside kick, but they didn't. How many teams get onside kicks No, now? of course. Very few. It's, ra- it's, it's like think- a lightning striking somebody to get an onside kick. They had a very little chance of winning that game. And like I said, I to me, it wasn't worth the risk. Well, they got away with it because he didn't get hurt they had a very severely. Chance, but they got exactly what they wanted, where the ball was in play on the onside but kick. But forget the onside sure. kick. You guys are saying he should have been taken out when they were down seven. You're saying he should have been taken. When he got hit and Chase Daniel came in, it was not a 10-point game. They punted again after that. It was, they were down seven. It was 24-17. I want him out when he does the, when, when he on the third and run, one. I want right. Him out. When but, he didn't run on third and one, that's like. If I'm Chase like, Daniel, I'm like, can I go in now? Like, no. But the very really? least play when can I get 40 in? yard straight. I know. It was that's great. That, that sends a pretty strong message to the locker room. Those guys understand how tough their quarterback yeah. is. That, those I, guys understand how competitive. That That's powerful. For the rest of the group to see the way that he fought through, as difficult as that was, to try to give them a, a chance to win, the, the effect of, of those plays where, where they didn't win the game, but, but he gave them a chance and he fought through that, that's, that's meaningful to everybody else if in that locker room. If he had not room. gone back in, I, I hear that, Coach. If he had not gone back in, players, you can't tell me they would have looked down on him. No, but it's No, different. but they definitely look up, up to him now because I of what he did. I think they already respect him. Of course, and but you can always more. gain more. But I guess I would agree with you on what's the point of the backup quarterback. If your quarterback is so injured that he is – his play is suffering. Aside from not running for the third down and aside from how he was reacting after the play, once the ball was snapped, even after the rib injury, you know what it looked like? 
Justin bleeping Herbert. He's throwing strikes. You know what I mean? So it didn't, it was, to me, it was not negatively affecting his play. As someone who live bet on the Chiefs was rooting for the Chiefs, you know what I wanted? <laughs> what? Chase, man. <laughs> Wave him off. Stay in there, Chase. This is your moment, man. Missouri Tiger. Like, I was not happy Justin Herbert's golden locks came back on the field. Oh, coming up. We have two great things in the next segment. Here we go. We have Nick's picks and upset alert. Get ready. Broussard. You'll be playing lead guitar on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> you let me do the singing, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is time for Upset Alert. We're going to start with Chris Broussard, who I would like to mention got, got his okay, Upset no, Alert wait, right, Wait too. a second. I need to that's listen. It, the way you say it, we're I mean, all... We are all equal partners on the show. <laughs> However, I have the most seniority, so I need to make something clear. Because Wilds has been doing these bold upset alerts yep. for the better part of a year. He picks the underdog to win. He mm -hmm. doesn't hedge it. And when he gets it right, he gets to take a victory lap, like True. he got with Seahawks over Broncos. Brew has made it very clear, this isn't my pick. It's an alert. <laughs> it's an alert. Guys, it's not my pick. It's just an alert. Well, and then, when it came through for you... You wanted three. You wanted the same pomp and circumstance we're having over of in course. England right now for the passing of the Queen for you getting your, your pick right. So I would just like to say, if you want bragging rights on this, it can't be an alert. It has to be a, this team will upset the other team. Now the floor is back Here's to Here's the thing, though, Nick. I, I'm a team player. Okay. <laughs> the producers decided that it should be called upset alert. alert. Not yeah. upset pick. I'm yeah. not going to fly yeah. in the face of Keda and Dusty and Hubs That's and right. all these guys. Yeah. He's coachable. I'm, just, I'm coachable. Yeah. That's what That's I true. am. Okay. Upset alert. See? Upset alert. I will, not, I, I will not buy what Nick is selling. Okay. No, I, I will right. not fall for that. Upset alert. <laughs> Although I do think I, I, this is a pick. Okay. <laughs> it's an alert. I, I am okay. now going to fly in the face of the producers. Technically, it's an alert. And yeah. Wilds, I'm sorry. Here's my headline. Where's oh, my headline? Goodness. What is baby this? goat. I'm using your little term, baby sure. goat. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get it. Ba Steelers return oh baby goat into baby no. I get it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I'm so glad you saved like that. <laughs> you, say you thought I would like that? Yeah, I mean, the Ryan, the you're he's like, you're going to like this. I'm like, I am? Baby no. Look, the Steelers, they're always good at home. I mean, they're always, even last year, they weren't very good. They snuck into the playoffs, but they were six and two and one at home. All right, year before, 7-1. I think the year before that, 7-1. They're tough at home. We saw they played well last, last week. I know T.J. Watt is out, which I don't like, obviously. But, Wilds, I think they get your Patriots. You're 0-2. That's my upset. Alert. Okay. It's an alert. Go ahead, alert. Coach. Well, that was a lot to process. It's an alert. <laughs> it's not an alert. Well. I, I, I only alert. I don't make picks, but I'm going to make a pick. <laughs> I've got a great rhyme that I won't use at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Here. So I don't have I don't I don't have a, a great ride, but I do think that that the Seahawks are going to be able to keep the Jimmy G debate going. Wow! In San Francisco, you love it. You've ticked off Nick. Be I, this this is one of those situations with with no Kittle back and and losing their starting running back Ooh. and the way that Geno Smith has played. I think you got to give Shane Waldron and and. Um, and Pete Carroll, a lot of credit for what they were able to do. I didn't think they had a chance last week, and typically these games are, are tough between Seattle and, and San Francisco. They, wow. they swept them last year. So, mm. they, Okay, can we, stay here, for, yeah? can we sure. stay here for a second? Because, listen, I don't know that Trey Lance deserves to be a near 10-point favorite over anybody in the league right now. So I wouldn't – I'm not saying the Niners are going to blow out Seattle. But I don't – I think what is, what is tough about week two – is we have to recognize why we're seeing what we're seeing. And I think most people are viewing the Seahawks-Broncos game as, oh, Seattle might be better than we thought. Yeah, Gino. It might be that, oh, Denver, not nearly as good as we thought. No. It, it absolutely could be that. 
And I also think that Seattle, as impressive as they were offensively in the first half of that game, scored zero points in the second half of that game. So is Chicago better than we thought, or is San Francisco worse than we thought? I think that that game you, is the one game of the weekend you can almost throw away. Yeah, that one is. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Two I that, I'm going I'm to lay this out to you. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that I think that just like the windstorm between the Patriots and the Bills last year, the result was clearly not indicative at all of the strengths of the two teams. It was indicative of which team could handle the elements better. So we can learn from that. But That's I, fair. but I just you you I I would be even Brew. I'm curious you because you're you know you have a dartboard at home with Trey Lance's beautiful face on it. I you would be shocked if Seattle wins this game. Correct. Not shocked. I I think San Francisco will win, but I wouldn't be shocked. Seattle right. did look. I mean, I don't think they're. And you, you, as your good. expectation that Trey is going to have a bounce See, back. Trey's really good a Trey's game. a question mark. That's all. So I can't be shocked if he loses a game. I mean, they just lost to Chicago. Yeah, I don't think he has to have a great game to beat Seattle. Russ didn't have to have a great game to beat Seattle. He just you know needed to. Well, he three forty. You know, couldn't. Trey okay. dreams about three. <laughs> All right. He had thrown three forties since North Dakota State, or or maybe high school. Now it is time, yeah, for the prognosticator of prognosticators, Seer of Sears. <laughs> and there is a reason they call me the Puxatani Phil of football. That's true. Is it because I'm covered with fur and live in a log? No, it's because I prophesize the future. So here's the upset alert which is also an outright win. Put your seatbelts on if you're in a car listening to this on the podcast or SiriusXM. Titans over Bills. Believe what? it. Yes, there we go. Happened last wow. week. What? You're kidding me. Yes, Titans <laughs> over Bills. Here's wow. why. Reason number one. Who said this? I'm going to say it to you right now. I think the Titans coach are going to be Monday night, coming off that game that they just had. They're going to be ticked off. That's what I'm saying. Guess who else is saying that? Josh Allen. He's very nervous about Mike Vrabel and a fired-up Titans team. You know why? Because they've seen a lot of Derrick Henry, who's been running wild on them. Can we show the graphic? We don't have enough footage rights left in this week to show the <laughs> stiff arm, but trust me, we have a still photo. Derrick Henry is going to be a problem yet again. And here's the weird reason. I always like to give you a a wild card reason that you can't find on pro football focus. Here it is. Soft reason, coach. Tell me if you like it. Too much hype. We got a lot of that. Too much hype for the Bills. Already crowning them after one game. Here's the other thing. You had a two-day weekend? Nice. Got a three-day weekend? Nice. You ever had that four-day weekend? Come back to work on a Wednesday? You're like, huh? What am I doing? Too much rest for the Bills. Ten days to prep for this game. It's Monday night. I don't like it. Big bounce back for the Titans. That's the upset alert and outright pick. Coach, can you co-sign it for me? I like it. Yeah, like let's it. go. I, Buddy, I, are you co-signing? I'm yeah. co-signing. Wow. I like Mike, I like Mike Vrabel in a bounce back game. I think that the Titans uh, are consistently underrated and, and as frustrated as they must be coming Ooh. off of the loss to the Giants. I think this is a great Great pick. The Thank two, you, Coach. The too much rest thing sounds great. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the data on that is the teams that play that opening game yeah. over the last 10 years are 17 and 3. Oh, are they? Let me crunch the number. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it is. Right now. Right now. Sixteen and four against Brett, straight up, which almost made me pick the Bills as one of my picks. Do I not get some fancy graphics? Yeah, you do. Run the animation. <laughs> Next pick. Last week. There we go. Listen, folks. Last week fancy. we were one and two, but you know what? We like the process of it because True. here's why. We had Carolina plus a half point, got screwed by a field goal at the end. Mm-hmm. We had Jacksonville plus two and a half points, got screwed by a defensive lapse at the end. They're we were covering losses. both of those games with 90 seconds left. And what was our lot, Kevin Wilds? Ravens! Old KW! Old KW! Let's go! 50-unit wager on our lot, which sounds like a lot, but he, his typical wager, very, very small. But he didn't make a 50-unit <laughs> wager. So we're 1-2 and two overall. We're 1-0 oh in locks. And this week, we got three picks for you once. Let's go. Starting it. If Vegas is going to make it legal for me to bet against Cooper Rush, I'm going to bet against Cooper Rush. Cincinnati, minus seven and a half. Now listen, America, 
I bet it at seven and a half because I bet what I tell you I'm going to do on the show. If you're thinking about betting this, maybe wait a bit. Might drop back down to seven, get a free half point, a critical half point. But that half point won't matter because the Cowboys won't score more than 15 points or more than 14 points, pardon me. The Bengals, on the other hand, moved the football incredibly well against the Steelers. Unfortunately, they ended all the drives with the Steelers holding on to the football. That won't happen again. The Bengals blow out the Cowboys. Love it. Bengals, 28. Dallas, 13. Love it. Cincinnati, minus seven and a half for first pick. Next pick. Everyone a little too far down on the Cardinals. Cardinals Ooh. getting five and a half. We're going to take those points. Are the Cardinals the worst team in football? No, they just played the best team in football. Kyler Murray, <laughs> oh, everyone's all worried. This true story, Coach, new Call of Duty comes out t- today, actually. It's a special three-day release. Oh, Kyler's going to be playing the games. Listen, I think Kyler does play a lot of video games. I don't think he's playing them tonight. And if he is, he'll get a little film study in. Doesn't matter. The plus five and a half is too tasty to, to stay away from. The Raiders have given us no reason to believe they should be near touch down favorites over any competent team. We're so impressed with what the Raiders did last week. Derek Carr tying his career high in turnovers. Give me a break. Cardinals might win outright, but they don't need to win outright. Cardinals, you can lose the game. It's mm-hmm. fine. Nice 20-17 to 17 Raiders win. Those five and a half points, we'll take them. So Cardinals plus five and a half. Now, yeah. lock of the week. This is what it all comes down to. This is what it comes down to. This is, it is very, last year, locks of the week were a worldwide best 16-7 and seven over the course of the season. Okay. We're going to stay on the Ravens train. Hey. Ravens. Let's minus go. Minus three and a half? What? Against Tua Tungavailoa, a banged up Dolphins offensive line? Why? Is this game in Miami? In Miami? It might make sense. No, it's in Baltimore with their fancy new mascots, with Lamar Jackson getting Love the relationship it. with Bateman going. Guys, at this point in the season, there's always a team or two that the market has mispriced. You must keep taking advantage of it. Like Coach used to say when he was coordinating teams, if they, you know, make them prove they can stop it. Make them prove they're going to price the Ravens correctly, which they probably will next week against the Chiefs. This week, Ravens <laughs> minus three and a half. That's great. our lock. You know what? Fantastic segment that was. Thank you. That was a great segment. We'll be back talking your favorite guy, Trey Lance, oh, Steve Young, I'm and Jimmy G. Oh, the train keeps on moving. I'm pulling for We didn't Trey. get the Cardinals right, though. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Call of Duty thing is I really like the lock. The lock is good. The lock, the lock is, is good. fantastic. The Cardinals is wrong. Oh, how here. You got to Welcome back to First Things First. Coach Eric Mangini still with us. Seahawks heading to San Fran. Here's Steve Young with a quote about Trey Young that Broussard wanted us to put in the show so badly. I'm going to ask him politely <laughs> to read it. Well, Go ahead, he bro. is a Hall of Famer. I think his opinion matters. Let's see. Let's not dance around the truth, Nick. Trey's got a nearly impossible job. How many bodies have broken trying to do that? Death or glory, right? And it's 95% death. This job has always been a Super Bowl or bust job. Let's admit it. It's a higher wire act for anybody. Trey's goal right now is not to hold the team back. Brew, your reaction to your own quote that you wanted in the show? Well, look, I just look, Steve Young, all-time great 49er quarterback. I felt like it was significant. But I I, I like the quote, but I don't think it's nearly impossible because we can all look at it and say, and this is true, the reason people are harping on Trey Lance struggling is because he's with such a good team, right? We're not harping on Trevor Lawrence struggling or Zach Wilson or even sometimes Mac Jones. You know, he's on a team that can win a Super Bowl. That's why he's in the spotlight. However, like Steve Young says, it's nearly impossible. I would go the other side and say, but yeah, that's a good thing too, that you're with a team where you got really good receivers. You got a great defense. You got a running game. You got a, a coach, that, you know, the boy genius. Like, If you can play and if you're ready, I'm not going to say if he doesn't do it this year, he's done for his career. But if you're ready, it's a great situation for a young quarterback to step in. So Trey's got to get it done. I agree with you 100%. He's had a chance to to sit back and and learn and and get adjusted to the NFL. He's got a team that that has a chance to win and and a ton of support behind him. He's got a a coaching staff and an organization that's very good. If, if anything, this is a great situation for a young quarterback that's drafted high. Most of those guys that are drafted high go to organizations that are 
poorly run with a right. history of failure, and now you get thrust into one that, that's the opposite of that, it's, I, I see it totally different. This, this is a great situation yes, to be in for a it, young quarterback. It would be if there wasn't two-thirds of the media, one of which I work with every day, the other is ambivalent on this, that have been hypnotized by the backup quarterback. The reason Trey Lance is scrutinized is not because of his play. It's not because of his draft position. It's not because the Niners made the conference championship last year after sneaking into the playoffs in overtime in Week 18. The reason he is scrutinized is because some folks want to believe the best quarterback on the roster is the backup quarterback. And what Steve Young was talking about is what being quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers over the entirety of the franchise is. He's like, hey. It's Super Bowl or bust every year. Only two of us have done it, essentially. Me and Montana, right? And Jimmy G got the, No, he they didn't win it, there. though. They he did there. not win it, though. And the question, Joy Taylor on Speak, which comes up in about 12 minutes, said this earlier in the week, and she was exactly right. The, the question is, are you trying to win games or are you trying to win a Super Bowl? The Niners correctly judged that there was a ceiling on their team with Jimmy Garoppolo that was going to prevent them from winning a Super Bowl. The one Super Bowl they got to, the two games leading up to the Super Bowl, he threw, he completed 17 total passes for less than 200 yards total in two playoff games. Last year, the last playoff game they won, the offense scored zero touchdowns. They won because of a blocked punt. They said, we will sacrifice the ability to win as many games in the short term to have the ability to actually have a chance to win the biggest game. That's what's happening here. Some people think it's the wrong decision. Some people want Jimmy G in there so they can say, ah, look, should have never gotten rid of him. That's what this is all about. If Jimmy G was a little bit better, just a little bit better, so someone else would have traded for him, Trey Lance would be fine. But because Jimmy G is what, what's fine. The, what's the impossible part? Because he's being scrutinized that, that that's affecting his play? No, I don't like, think it's affecting. I don't think... I don't think he's played that poorly. He's played one game in a monsoon. I think. I think that the. I think that the. You act like nobody's had played in rain before. It wasn't rain, Brew. Oh, 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 and it didn't rain the whole Brew, game the either. Field. They, they had to superimpose the the yardage numbers because they had been the paint had been washed away. See, we can't act like that was just a a light drizzle. It was. Totally inclement conditions in his first game ever as the star, as the official starter without George Kittle. And people are like, oh, I said I'd give him a long leash. But He's now maybe been, two more years. No, I'm, look, I'm giving him a six to eight week leash. But this team is trying to win Super Bowl. And Jimmy G was 10 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. 10 minutes. They were up 10 on, on the, the Chiefs with eight minutes left. If it weren't for the great Patrick Mahomes, who makes a habit, as you pointed out, of coming back from double-digit deficits, maybe they win a Super Bowl. And despite that, his team said, get out. Because he's hurt all the time. That's why. And he, okay. He's they, hurt right, all the time. But this, the team said, get out of here, and they gave up draft picks, and, and they, they gave up a ton for this guy. But yet, he's still there. Because so, no so one would trade all him. they'd give it up. Yeah, so nobody would trade him. But you could have still cut him. You still could have moved on from him. But as they looked at this body of work, they said, okay, we've got this young guy. But we also have now a, another option. They didn't totally get rid of him. And that's with a ton of information. That's with a whole preseason. That's with Jimmy G okay, so, so, not around. They still made the decision, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to bring him back. Oh, yeah, and I, the, I, I view that as the very simple... The math that they did was at six million. We're going to pay four million for a ba any backup quarterback. So a, one who knows the system, who also might have legitimate trade value at some point at six million, it makes sense. So that 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 it's a great business decision, but it does have ramifications. In the locker room. Right, but the, I guess right. My point is the the locker room. None of this is coming from the locker room. None of this is coming from the coaches. All of it is coming. This is a snake eating its tail. It's the media. Creating this story and then it's feasting not media on this created. story. What? Okay. Because the point is to win football games. He Trey Lance hasn't come out like Patrick Mahomes. He's if played. he was playing like Patrick Mahomes, this wouldn't be a story. I, and my point is, even Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing like Patrick Mahomes one game into his career. This is actually one, one game. game he started the, in, the, in this rookie year, the last game. He actually played pretty well. Yeah, better okay. than Trey Lance the, ever has. Okay, <laughs> not, not better than Trey Lance ever has. Trey Lance played really well in his first start last year. Nobody gives a damn about it. And people were ready for him to fail. 
And then the season started, and he's playing in a stadium that shouldn't even be a stadium anymore. And Debo Samuel it fumbles inside the 10, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, guys, guys, I'm not saying he's on a short leash, but maybe week three we make the change. It's crazy. It's crazy not what they're doing three. to this kid. Coming up next, ooh, let's ride into the last block of the segment. Who's poised for a big week two? Is it Trey Lance? Maybe. That would be an upset. That'd be nice. I'm pulling for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am. I am. Y'all think I'm playing. Oh, we've got three power-packed minutes left. And we're going to start with drawing a blank. Broussard, player you're most excited to watch in week two. Saquon Barkley. Oh. There's there's little I love more than watching a great running back who can take it to the house and break a long run at any moment. Say look, Saquon Barkley was fantastic last week. What are you laughing at? And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt ran rough shot over your Carolina Panthers a week ago. So that's who Saquon's going up against. I see another three-digit yardage game. Let's go. Saquon, 100 plus. And a fair answer. Because it, it is a fine answer. But it is just, it is, it, 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 the, the Brew is rooting for Saquon, not because he loves a big, strong running back, but because it means Baker loses. Like, oh, it, 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 honestly, it had nothing oh, to do okay. with Baker. I want to see Saquon. Oh, is that who they're playing? Saquon. Oh, is that who's on the schedule? Okay, all right, that's fine. All right, my answer is very simple. It's one of my favorite players to watch every week. The Prince that was promised. Oh, my. Trevor Lawrence. Give me a break. Trevor Lawrence. The Prince. Don't. Don't call I'm him waiting the for the breakout promise. Why? Again. Why? Because he because he completes less than 60% of okay, his passes you're, you're, in his career. Oh, he's the 2017 Gatorade Player of the Year. We well, were okay. the best player in high school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. And, 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 and college, he was. And, by the way, oh, my uh, everyone drafted last Ooh. year or this year, he was the best in week one at the quarterback position. Look it up. Tell me I'm which, waiting tell for the breakout. I'm waiting for his breakout game. I'm with you on that. Okay, well, is it coming? breakout game was, how'd you say that? Last year, week 18, against who? Oh, the Indianapolis Colts. And who do they play this week? The Indianapolis okay. Colts. After the defense let him down, Etienne dropped a touchdown, bounce back game. I'm not guaranteeing the Jags will win. Time. I don't love their defense. Oh, I was going to say. But, I, but I'm guaranteeing, I'm guaranteeing Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good game. Oh. Guaranteeing. It. What okay. does a good game mean? Well, I, well tell me what game. it means. Passer rating <laughs> above 98. Oh, okay. And at least a two-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. Oh, there you go. That's what it is. Who are you trying to see? I'm I'm trying to talk about the prince that was promised. No, you know what? The prince who delivered. The one and only baby goat. Okay. And while we're out hey, here no doing the X-rays of Justin Herbert, okay. who's got you know dogs in his lungs or whatever it is, old Mac Jones also had X-rays and he had a stomach bug and he's back. And he's going into Pittsburgh, and we're going we're to get in the, in the win column, and the Patriots season is going to get back about on track. No, let's talk about the 2017 Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> who, he did great. Great in high school, and he had a chemistry class, and he did really well in that. And that's the highlight. Meanwhile, Mac Jones doing the gritty in the Pro Bowl, Baby about to no. be one-on-one. Baby, no. Baby, no. Stop with that. I like that. I like that. 